Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Welcome in, everyone. It is ACC Football and Beyond for this Tuesday, May 19th. Uh, Again, hope all is well with you. Appreciate you joining us uh, each and every day as we talk college football. We um, like to focus on a conference each and every day, but we talk on the top uh, a lot of national stuff, and if there's something appropriate, nothing really jumps out nationally today, and so we're going to get it right into what was a big week, I think, um, around the conference in terms of commitments, really around college football. Lots more commitments, make commitments, or commitments to this point uh, as opposed to last year. We're going to get into a lot of that, particularly uh, a couple of uh, profiles of a couple of big uh, secondary recruits for Florida State that really helping up the back end of their defense. Got some transfer information. As well, we've got um, uh, some news and notes from around other players around the league we want to get into, and a little bit of a look ahead to um, the season. Uh, you know, get a get a first little look, little glimpse. It'll change, but we kind of know what chalk is going to prevail with Clemson, but what maybe some of the other teams and what their schedules look like. We're going to get in to uh, a good bit of that. A reminder of a couple of things. Got a question you want to uh, want us to address, uh, send it to contact Chris at LandryFootball.com and we'll address it right here. Uh, also, a reminder to uh, check out LandryFootball.com for all the detailed film room analysis. Look, we've got uh, our recruiting boards and the where we're working it. Um, I've got now... Um, all players graded in the 6.5 and above uh, grades up um, the horizontal recruiting board for class of 2021. We're going to work through the positions. Got the quarterback board up, and we're going to work through all positions and kind of work through the states. And then what we'll do is we get more film work done. We're going to be able to provide you uh, scouting reports on all of those guys. Uh, as well as guys that maybe fit into that lower category, which would be the 6'4 to 6'0 guys, which would be more three-star caliber players, which are really important because you know what I always say about recruiting. It's the three stars that 
are they evaluated correctly? It's the three-star guys figuring out of the 1,200 to 1,500 three-star graded players, what 200 to 300 of them are really more four-stars and which two to 300 are really more two-stars. We're going to be able to get through that, cut through that for you here. And that takes a while, goes through the entire summer. So you want to be on board for all of that, uh, as well as um, – breaking down uh, college rosters, breaking down NFL rosters. We got it all for you, as well as our news and notes <clears throat> each and every day going on around the world of college football. Um, kind of leading off today, um, we'll get into LSU with a couple of um, big commitments. Um, uh, 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 this past week, one uh, in particular that we're going to get to, uh, that uh, a four-star commitment, a really good player in the secondary. Also, a reminder about our great folks at 401k Generation bringing you this podcast right here each and every day, along with our pro football podcast. You want to make sure that you flip on over to listen to that as well. Uh, license in all 50 states is 401k Generation. Eddie Rojas and his team there to help you. You know, checking in with them. Um, you know, from what I understand, things are really going well. Got a lot of assets under management. They've done a tremendous job for their folks during this very difficult time. You think, oh, my God, everything's bad. Managing the money is what you need to do. Having financial goals are what you need to do, but you need to have a plan. And that's what he does for his clients Um well, as good as any out there. So, And, again, regardless of where you're listening to this podcast in all 50 states, he can help you. So reach out to them today. Uh, call or text at 1-866-998-5879. Mention off the top, uh, at least of the news of the day in college football, um, nothing earth-shattering. A uh, couple of the transfer news, you can check it out around um, – in the notebook at LandryFootball.com. Some some guys that are uh, maybe not as big names, Texas A&M with a three-star recruit. Uh, some news out at Utah, Iowa, Iowa State. Uh, Purdue's got some news as well. Uh, Tennessee gets another commitment, a three-star kid. Um, we'll get into Florida State. Got uh, another commitment um, yesterday. We're going to get into that. Uh, probably the biggest news, though, uh, Baylor getting a commitment, Memphis, South Carolina's got some. South Carolina, by the way, interesting that South Carolina, Purdue, and a couple of other schools uh, have mentioned, I think maybe noted, uh, I don't know who, it, I, I've lost track now. A few of the schools are doing something unique. Uh, South Carolina and Purdue, I know for certain, have come out and said that they're going to start classes on time um, in August but they're going to finish the on-campus portion of classes right before Thanksgiving, and then they're going to do online classes after Thanksgiving, with the theory being that there's going to be a better chance to be able to control the virus um, while the weather's still warm. But when it starts to get a little bit cooler in November, and, and there's maybe the flu season beginning and the potential issues that may come with a second wave. They want to make sure that they are um, doing things online. 
curious to see how many will do that, uh, how many will announce that, or just may not announce it, but still do it anyway. Um, but um, that was uh, one interesting news that came down uh, nationally uh, yesterday. Also, LSU uh, continuing with their outstanding recruiting class. Uh, they get a verbal from four-star safety, Kahari Gee. Um, he was down to LSU and Clemson. He announced that a couple of weeks ago. And uh, LSU uh, gets the better of uh, the other Tigers, the Clemson Tigers again. Uh, outstanding talent. He's from College Park, but he's uh, he goes to school in Atlanta. Outstanding safety. A lot of range, a lot of talent. Good get for Ed Orgeron and his staff. Um, speaking of that, let's get into kind of the biggest news, I thought, of the week in the conference was uh, a couple of commitments by Florida State, in particular their cornerback, Hunter Washington, who they got um, out of Katy, Texas. Very instinctive ball hawk. That they got LSU, um, aforementioned LSU, Ohio State, Auburn, uh, Ole Miss, Arkansas, um, Oklahoma, Virginia Tech, all very interested in him. A you know, definite 150, 175 overall prospect in this coming class. Um, not great physical stature, height, weight, uh, length, frame, but uh, still good enough to play outside. Very quick feet. Really fluid. I think the most impressive thing that I see when watching Hunter Washington is his fluidity. Uh, his change of direction, his ability to come out of his pedal. Uh, he breaks on the football extremely well. Um, when he gets the ball in his hands, and he's a really good playmaker, he's a threat to take it the other way. Uh, he's a really good tackler, and he's physical for a smaller guy. He's patient. He's active. Um, makes uh, most of his plays uh, coming off coverage situations. He's got uh, some limited physical skill sets I mentioned in terms of, of size, but his playmaking ability um, is is really good, really fluid, and I think he's got a chance to be early starter. What I like about him is I think he's has the ability to play outside, but I think in today's football, his future may be inside in that he has the quickness to cover the two-way goals inside and as a slot guy. In either case, great versatility, great quickness, really good get for Florida State. Look, you're looking at their class, and it's a lot of three stars that, you know, they hope that they've got guys that maybe are a little bit undervalued, that are, that are trending more four-star-ish, They've got to get more of these type of guys in the four- or five-star category to start making some inroads because that's all Clemson recruits. And so making the jump to being, um, you know, the the second-best program but still a distant second is not where they want to be, and they need to get more players like this. And first of all, I think first comes first is we'll see how well they're able to, to develop, which I think they'll do a nice job of getting more out of these players. And as the players produce a little bit better and you see the development, I think you're going to see them being able to get into chip away, chip away and get, you know, more and more four-star guys. Um, 
you get that, then then you're off to get something done. But that was one of um, the guys that they got this week. Uh, we'll get into uh, another guy that they got, um, Kevin Knowles, which they got a verbal from um, in the last couple of days. And this is a guy that's only air quotes here, three-star prospect. He's 5'10", he's 168, he's got some frame to get a little bit better. I know that Alabama, Clemson, Florida – Liked him as well. He's from Hollywood, Florida. Um, he's, I think, a guy that's trending more towards, looks a little bit more towards a four-star guy to me. I think, you know, he's short, compact, um, very quick-footed as well, really good natural instincts, finds the football very, very well. I like his lower body flexibility and his ability to, to burst uh, out of his pedal. I think he does a good job on screens. I think he, he uh, steps over trash and uh, avoids blocks very, very well. Very good in man coverage. think very solid against the run. Uh, he played some safety, so he's played some inside uh, effectively on tape. And, you know, he's certainly been very effective uh, outside. I see him as a nickel, personally. Uh, and that's a starting position now in the league. That's If you don't have a guy that can handle the nickel role, that's a unique role. Um, I, I don't think his speed is great. I think its quickness is good, and I think his speed is good. Don't pay attention to those times you see on these lists about, oh, he runs 4-2. These guys don't run. None of those times are accurate. Um very, very misleading. Uh, this this guy's got good speed, not great. He, um, he's he got to get stronger in the upper body or he's going to struggle with uh, physical receivers, but he can and he will. I think it's going to be a, a really good starting um, player. So I think in this past week, uh, Florida State's got them two starters in the secondary, which is uh, always a good week when you get guys like that. Some other recruiting news uh, around the conference. Uh, uncommitted four-star wide receiver Romello Brinson has released his top five. Um, Brinson's a Miami native, actually committed to the Hurricanes from last February into November before he opted to reassess his options. He's got real good length on the field. Um, uh, he does a good job of using his body in man coverage, needs to add some bulk. He's um, he's, a one, he's a top 150 prospect as a four-star, top 150 prospect nationally. His top five, Miami's still in it, but he's joining Alabama, Georgia, LSU, A&M. So some very, very uh, big names, obviously, four SEC schools. And uh, we'll see if Miami can uh, – well, they're in it. Let's see if they can uh, – can move on and 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 uh, and secure this young lad. This this is a this is a must get, in my opinion. Again, Miami in the same boat. They have got to get more of these four star type guys uh, that basically other people are coming in and getting. It's like if 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 you're Alabama, if you're LSU, you're you know you're Florida, you're Georgia, I, you know it, it's you know if you're if you're going to be Florida, particularly Florida State, Miami, you got to keep those four and five star kids in that great state of Florida. You need to make sure that they're not going anywhere but in state. And I know it's tough to hear, but 
you know, if if you're, it really needs to to the point where those kids realize that the programs here in state are just as good. And right now, that's not the case. They're looking at the three programs and saying, "Well, wait a minute, Florida is the best of the three, but they're not quite where Alabama and and Georgia has been." So there needs to be some prove it to me there. And there's certainly a lot of lot of prove it to me at Florida State and Miami, no question. But that has to change. Uh 6'2, 170, some growth room like this kid. Um it's gonna be interesting. Um curious to see what happens, and I mentioned this on yesterday's show. We talked about Mason Smith, the big five star defensive tackle, and then the other five star uh defensive end, Corey Foreman who are very close, were, Foreman was once committed to Clemson. Foreman is leaning towards USC at this point. There's a lot of talk about them going to the same school. And so I think USC's in it. I think Clemson's in it. And I think LSU's in it Be very for both of them. Uh, imagine getting two five-star defensive linemen, the defensive tackle and the defensive end. Um, that's a, it's like hitting a little bit of a lottery in terms of what these guys' skill sets bring to the table. So we'll see, keep you up to date, obviously, in our notebook uh, where things um, are headed and progressing over time. We'll, we'll keep you up to date. Also, uncommitted four-star defensive end Zaire Patterson is going to announce on May 26. So... Um, that's next uh, a week from today. The top eight schools, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Kentucky, North Carolina, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, South Carolina. He's one of the top at his position. Um, he's 6'6". He's 215. Again, a lot of frame to get bigger. Uh, uh, a weak side defensive end that's going to be a 245-pound defensive end, 250-pound uh, guy before he's all done with his college career. From Winston Salem, uh, Winston Salem Prep, he's uh, in a very fertile year in the state of North Carolina. It's a good state most uh, most years. Really good this year. Uh, a top ten type player in the state of North Carolina. Don't know if there's a true favorite, but I got the feeling. It's just a feeling. Clemson may have a slight edge. So we'll see. We'll have that news for you. Hopefully next, uh, well, by next week, certainly. If not on next Tuesday show, remember on next Wednesday show, we'd have it if he announces next Tuesday. We get the big news up at the top uh, nationally, regardless of what conference we're focusing on that day. North Carolina State received the verbal commitment from four-star Aaron McLaughlin. Had interest from a lot of high-profile schools. He's, uh, at one point was an Auburn commit. He's 6'5", 205. Um, quarterback that is considering Maryland, TCU, Louisville, Miami, uh, Denmark High School in Alpharetta, Georgia, uh, pro-style quarterback, um, good get for the Wolfpack. No clear answer on their roster, so he could be their quarterback of the future. Uh, so good get uh, for uh, the crew there um, on that NC State staff. Georgia Tech getting a verbal from four-star wide receiver James Blackstrain. Really good get for this um George Tech program that really focuses on a lot of three-star guys. Getting a four-star guy that's 6'2", 175, is really advanced route runner, natural feel for the position. Um, 
he's coming off of a torn ACL. Um, he's, he, but you know, he's from Cocoa, Florida. You know, top uh, 300 prospect overall. Really good get for Georgia Tech. I think maybe the fact that he coming off the ACL. Um, maybe allowed Georgia Tech to get a little bit further in on him, and uh, it's good get, good for him. I think some others kind of maybe backed off. I, I think they're making a mistake. This kid can really play, and unless there's um, any long-term negative effects, I, I think they've got a really good one here. So uh, congrats to the Yellow Jackets there. Some transfer news around the league. Uh, Old Dominion redshirt freshman guard Tegan McDonald. This kid's a pretty good player. 6'3", 293. He's got good feet. Um, but he didn't play a whole lot last year. He had a hard time adjusting. He had four uh, years of eligibility remaining. I think he can really help somebody at the FCS level. Um, Syracuse redshirt sophomore linebacker Juan Wallace has entered the transfer portal. 6'2", 230. Primarily a special teams player for them. Um, He's a three-star defender from uh, out there in Washington, D.C., H.D. Woodson High School. He's got three years of eligibility left. Um, I don't know if he goes in the FBS level. He's probably going to have to sit out a year. Um, former North Carolina redshirt senior cornerback Greg Ross has transferred to Iowa State as a graduate, six feet, 190. Originally signed on with North Carolina as a three-star kid in the 16 class. Um it's a good get for Iowa State. It's got some experience, plug-and-play guy that can help them in their secondary. <clears throat> um, BC, senior guard Zeon Johnson, um, was a transfer from Davidson. 6'3", 310. Uh, this kid did a nice job on tape, I can tell you. Um he worked his way into the lineup midseason. You can see his technique improvement. Did it came off the bench, and he didn't. Uh, he doesn't see a lot of true pass sets, but in their scheme, physical guy is a run blocker, um, a nice plug and play guy. This is what you'd call a second wave free agent, college free agent. Um, for obviously the new staff at BC. Um, and former Appalachian State redshirt senior defensive end Chris Willis. I don't know if you've had a chance to see him play or not. Uh, he's transferred to East Carolina as a graduate. 6'2", 241, can rush with his hands up or down. Um, went into the portal back in April. Former two-star recruit that's developed pretty nicely, set back with some injuries, but's come along pretty well, and I think can help the Pirates um, a good bit. Also going to East Carolina is uh, former North Carolina redshirt sophomore uh, offensive lineman Avery Jones, former four-star recruit. Now, here's an example. Four-star recruit. So we, we kind of stop the presses. Somebody gets a four-star recruit. Now, this is a guy, uh, and, and LSU dismissed a linebacker last week. We, we went over that four-star guy. It's a four-star guy who pledged to North Carolina before Mac Brown became head coach. Didn't play much. Um... He's 6'4", he's 305, and he's transferred to East Carolina. No, no disrespect to East Carolina, but hadn't done a whole lot. Coaching change, maybe attitude, don't know. But we don't always – you look at these guys on tape, you don't really get to peek inside their head, their heart. You don't know what's going to come of it. 
Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Former Duke redshirt senior defensive back Javon Jackson transferred to Georgia Southern as a graduate. He's um, going to be immediately eligible to play as a graduate transfer, three-star signing, uh, and uh, played in 27 games for Duke and uh, did a pretty nice job for him. He's going to compete for Georgia Southern secondary pretty early, so good get for them. And uh, former Florida State redshirt senior punter Logan Tyler has transferred to Arizona State. Um, he is uh, actually a really good punter, and they've got a spot for him there. Uh, in Tempe. Former Louisville redshirt junior safety Treshawn Smith is transferred to Illinois. He was a three-star signing uh, who <clears throat> was pretty active for Louisville on tape in the first two years of the program, but missed the 19 season, suspended, um, didn't quite adjust well, and the discipline that Satterfield had. So he missed a year. Um, he uh, was able to count last year's a redshirt season. So he can be a box safety uh, for Illinois. Illinois has become um, the where-at-home for misfit soldiers. I mean, they they work the um, transfer portal as much as anybody, good or bad. They've been able to – they've had some success. That's why they're doing it. Uh, former St. Francis at St. Francis of Pennsylvania, redshirt senior wide receiver Rashawn Henry is transferred to Virginia as a graduate. Um, he played pretty well. Actually took a look at him once I knew he was, he was looking at Virginia. Um, he played very well. 6'2", 200 pounds. Very, very productive at all NEC. That's um, uh, an FCS, obviously. Really good program there. Uh, of course, Virginia lost Joe Reed. This guy's got a chance to help Virginia early. Advanced route runner, really good quickness, really good hands. Former NC State redshirt junior defensive end Jeffrey Gunner is transferred to Coastal Carolina, um, 6'4", um, He started with the Coastal Carolina before transferring to North Carolina State last winter, and he's going back to Coastal Carolina. And former Pitt junior running back uh, – um, v. Luke Carter is transferred to Albany. A uh, little bit undersized guy that uh, hadn't had much of a chance. Um, don't know that he's going to give them a whole lot, even at Albany, but uh, uh, wasn't didn't contribute a whole lot to the Pitt program while he was there. Some other thoughts around um, the league that I wanted to get into. Um, Georgia Tech Jr., Janaya Thomas, we talked about Georgia Tech last year. Going into the season, it was going to be a huge transition. Um, but there were some good players, and particularly good secondary. This kid, 6'3", 218, he, he played as a freshman last year in the secondary and as a kick returner. He had two touchdowns returned on special teams. As a sophomore, he showed that he was really going to be something. And last year, I thought he did a good job. He intercepted a pass, finished with 60 tackles, created out very well. I think this guy's got a chance to be an all-ACC type safety. So we'll see whether he can develop. But that, that came across, um, you know, something my notes when I made, was making notes in recent film review. wanted to talk a little bit um 
in the state of Georgia at a couple of schools, um, not in the ACC, but Georgia State junior running back Seth Page. I've mentioned him a couple of times. He's a really good back. Of course, they lose Trey Barnett, and this is a 1,400-yard rusher that Georgia, Sec- uh, Georgia Southern's losing. This this kid's 5'10", 180 pounds. Um, he just limited to seven games because of the injury last year. Now, they run it, and they run it very, very well. <clears throat> this guy's a – remember the name. Page is going to be the bell call back. they got another good back at Georgia State, uh, Destin Colts. Of course, we know the job that they did last year against Tennessee. Uh, that's what they're most known for. But they've uh, they've got a good running game, and this is a good running back you should be aware of, Seth Page. Georgia Southern, which people know a little bit more about, redshirt freshman quarterback Cornelius Brown is a guy that I'm very curious to watch. He's the favorite to take over. Um, I think he'll probably beat out Jamil Muhammad for the quarterback position. He's a big kid. He's a tall kid. He's 6'5", um, 185. Uh, Muhammad's the kid that transferred to Georgia Southern, uh, transferred from Vanderbilt. Um, Brown had offers from Vandy and Rutgers. Even Alabama recruited him a little bit for a while. Um, Dan Ellington was one of the better group of five quarterbacks and really bright guy. And I don't know how effective in this downtime of not being able to get a lot of work he's going to have, but I think he's got some got some real ability. Florida State, sophomore guard Christian Meadows has been medically disqualified. We've talked a little bit about him. This is, a, again, a, an unfortunate four-star signing, uh, but he's had shoulder injuries, a um, lot of issues going on that um, his career is, is up. Boston College is always good. Um, for a running back. But I got to tell you, David Bailey's going to have to tote the rock and stay healthy. A.J. Dillon's gone. I, just looking at what they have behind him, um, Zay Flowers is more of a receiver. Travis Levy and Gorwell are not very experienced. I know they're going to throw the football a little bit more at B.C. They're going to have to because they just don't have a whole lot. Uh, behind David Bailey. Speaking of BC, their athletic director, Martin Jarman, is now the new athletic director at UCLA, replacing uh, Dan Guerrero, who's retiring after 18 years. Um, Jarman was assistant AD at Ohio State prior to going over to BC. And um, also, in in film notes, I, I wanted to make mention of uh, Hassan Hall, the junior running back at Louisville. Uh, look for him to have an expanded role. He's the bell cow in Louisville's offense. Um, will, will be Javian Hawkins as long as he's healthy. But this guy, um, Hawkins is a really um, good back. Hall is an other good back. He's He ran hard. He's got explosiveness. I think this team has a chance to surprise some folks. Last year, they're really surprised. But I think this team's just getting better. I think they've they're got better direction. But they've got some talent on offense to be pretty good. Move the football in the air. Two good backs that uh, look out for Louisville. Going to be fun to watch this year. So let's kind of look ahead. Uh, you're not going to spend a lot of time on, on Clemson, I guess. We kind of know what they are. Uh, do we really see them losing a game this year? 
No, they would have to lose the game. They're going to Notre Dame. That's the one game that maybe a team that could compete with them still think it's a game that Clemson's unlikely to lose because they'll be sky high for it and ready. So who do they lose to? Is it Louisville at home? Uh, Virginia at home? At BC? At Florida State? Um, NC State at home? Syracuse at home? Uh, at Wake? South Carolina? I, I don't see it. I don't see them losing a game. But who knows? Uh, obviously, this is going to be a weird year, potentially. Who's to say something doesn't happen with um, – and I'm not focusing in on the virus and everything, but you can have a real weird situation uh, or somebody's really shorthanded. But barring that, it's hard to see it. Uh, let's look and see here. Um, what about Virginia Tech? Let's look at their schedule a little bit. Uh, no particular order here, just looking at them. You got Liberty at Middle Tennessee, North Alabama, Georgia Tech, BC, at Louisville, at Pitt, Miami, at Duke, Virginia. Um, at North Carolina is going to be tough. Penn State should definitely beat them. Um, at Louisville, no gimme. Miami, we'll see. See what Virginia Tech can do. Um, there's a lot of uneasiness. Justin Fuentes. I don't know that barring a disaster season, he'll get another year. I think a lot of guys are going to get a bye this year. They need to win some games this year. They really need to show signs that they're figuring it out. But Foster is gone. They've got to show, hey, look, things are starting to come together. Uh, the recruiting has been a disappointment. I'll admit to that. They're going to have to start developing their way or else they're going to be in some trouble of certainly North Carolina, who may bypass them if they haven't already. Certainly from a talent level, they're recruiting better than Virginia Tech is. Speaking of North Carolina, they've got James Madison, Georgia Tech, at Virginia, Virginia Tech, at Duke, at Miami, Connecticut, at BC, NC State. See, they got they got to go to Central Florida. That'll be tricky. Go to Auburn, that ought to be a loss. This, this has a chance to be a really good year. Um, you know, they, like a lot of folks, uh, can't deal with a lot of injuries. Still going to be pretty young, but this is a team that's pretty good. They, they've got a chance to put on a really nice record. Speaking of somebody that better win and better be impressive and better not have a lot of dumb football on their slate this year is Miami. Uh, let's see, they got Temple and Wagner, and you can't lose the Temple. Need to go to Michigan State, play well, probably win that game. Pitt, Wake Forest, at Virginia, at Georgia Tech, Duke. Got North Carolina, Florida State, Virginia Tech. Is Derek King going to make a big difference? Are they going to, you know, certainly can make plays, but the skill position needs to be consistent. Um, Got some experience on the offensive line. Uh, they've got to step up. They've got some real talent on defense led by Gregory Rousseau, Jalen Phillips. they got to get to the quarterback. Louisville, um, we just talked a little bit about them. Um, Cunningham, Hawkins, Atwell, that's a pretty good trio of playmakers on offense. Got to go to Clemson, Virginia Tech at Notre Dame. Well, it's got a tough schedule. You know, um, Kentucky, uh, that's some 
that's that's three or four really tough games. And then you got NC State at Syracuse at BC, Florida State, no easy task. Then go to at Virginia, wait for us. So good season for Louisville. How many wins going to be interesting? How about Florida State? West Virginia, Sanford at NC State, Wake Forest, Pitt, a hated for them, Miami, BC, Syracuse. Got some wins there. Boise State is good again. Um, going over there, tough, tough, tough. No match. Uh, they really have no chance. Um, Clemson, I don't uh, certainly don't have a chance at Florida, and I don't really like their chances going in at Louisville. So, uh, don't know, don't know how this is going to play out. Uh, I think for Mike, um, it's going to be about getting that team to play consistent and win those games. You know, win the win your share of. Um, I, I think that Boise, Clemson, Louisville, Florida are tough. I would right now favor those teams over Florida State, um, at least right now. And, you know, I think Miami is a toss-up and, you know, at NC State's dangerous. I think you got to win the rest of your games. We'll see where they are. But first year, obviously, getting things established, no spring. Again, going to be an interesting year. NC State. Uh, boy, they've got Louisville, Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina. Those are going to be tough. They got Mississippi State. Uh, that's a that's an interesting game. At Troy, Delaware, Duke, Wake Forest, BC, Syracuse, Liberty. So, okay, so they got definitely bowl game. Dave Doran needs to needs a bounce back season after going one and seven a year ago. Um, you know, you're talking about a guy that was in play for some jobs and go one and seven. Um, got to find a way to to get a little bit better. Pitt, certainly uh, at Miami, Notre Dame, at Florida State, Virginia Tech, at Virginia. Um, you know, I, I think this is um, – Pitt is a sturdy program, a physical program, but, boy, it's just not enough playmakers. I really don't – you know, Miami's a toss-up – Big, but it shouldn't be. Miami's more talented. Miami should win. Notre Dame should beat them. Florida State and Tallahassee should beat them. Virginia Tech should beat them, and Virginia should beat them. So, um, just at least in personnel. Virginia, uh, you know, boy, they they played a lot of younger guys um, on defense last year. Uh, but boy, they lose a lot with Bryce Perkins. Um, they got Georgia that's lost at Clemson, North Carolina. Got to go to Georgia Tech, which will be a challenge. Miami, Louisville, Virginia Tech. But it'll be tough for Virginia to get bowl eligible this year. Uh, but Brooklyn does a great job. How much better is Georgia Tech going to get? How many wins can I mean, not going to beat Clemson. I don't know about Central Florida. North Carolina is not a good matchup. Virginia Tech on the road is not a good matchup. Pitt, maybe. Notre Dame, no. Miami's more talented. Um, George, obviously, will blow them out. I mean, who's the the gimme wins? Gardner-Webb, Virginia, Syracuse, Duke. You know, that's that's four. Can you beat Central Florida for a fifth win? Can you beat Pitt for a sixth win? 
you know, and then and have no hiccups, you get to six wins. Uh, don't see any more than that. Wake, uh, you look at, you know, Sam Hartman was an effective starter for Wake before. It should be solid again. Sage Surratt back at receiver. Um, you know, I, I think you you got to beat App, which is no given. Um, far from it, actually. Give App a little bit uh, an edge. Notre Dame at Duke, Miami at Florida State, at NC State, at Louisville, Clemson. Well, you got you got a half a dozen losses there if you're awake. You got to find a way to upset App State. Maybe go to Duke and win. Maybe maybe find a way to beat NC State. And then you just got you got to beat BC, Syracuse, Villanova, and you got to beat Old Dominion. Don't know don't know that going to a bowl is is realistic there. Uh, Duke, um, kind of the same thing. Middle, Elon, Charlotte, Wake. That's the only games that you look and say those are wins. Um, for the Virginia game in Durham, the Georgia Tech game in Atlanta, that's where the four and six could be six and uh, four and eight be six and six. Um, but who knows? I mean, the five and they beat Virginia Tech last year. Duke gets better as the year goes along. We'll see how that plays out. Then I think the bottom is definitely BC and Syracuse, and any order you want to put it, uh, that's a toss-up game. Uh, Ohio, Kansas, Holy Cross are winnable for BC. Don't like their chances at this point against Purdue. No chance against Clemson. No really chance against Louisville or Virginia Tech. Not good against NC State. Don't like their chances against Florida State. Um, don't don't like them against North Carolina, and don't think the chances are that good against Wake. Syracuse, same thing. Um, you know, Colgate, Rutgers, Western Michigan, Liberty, that has to be four wins. You got to go and and beat BC on the road for a fifth win. And then you got to find a way to go to Wake Forest and get a sixth win and maybe pit for a seventh. That's the best scenario possible because, you know – Maybe you flip one of those and you beat Georgia Tech. I don't know. But you're not beat. obviously, no chance against Clemson. You're not beating Louisville. You're not beating Florida State. And I don't like your chance against um, NC State. So, um, I think, you know, there, there are not many winnable games on the schedule. That's how it looks right now. I don't know. Um, again, that is not factoring in the goofiness, potentially, of a season that might be factored in as much about uh, how many healthy players um, you have, and I don't mean injuries. With the, I'm, I'm talking about the virus, so I'm factoring in just personnel at this point. But we'll see. Certainly, we'll update. Just something to have a little fun with here in May. Hey, uh, make sure that you check us out on the Pro Football Show. We've got a lot to get uh, you caught up with. Um, around the world today in the NFL, as well as some um, some breakdowns around the league we want to get to and answer your questions. Remember, if you got a question, send it to me at contact Chris over at LandryFootball.com. Also a reminder to check out LandryFootball.com for all the latest film room breakdowns, inside information, recruiting boards, draft boards, free agent boards. We've got it all for you. So, we appreciate you joining us, and give the folks at 401k Generation a call, will you, uh, at 1-866-998-5879. They're licensed in all 50 states. Um, 
They're the experts in financial planning. They can help you create a portfolio that works for you to protect your financial interests, to reach your financial goals. So give them a call today or text today at 1-866-998-5879. No obligation, just a way to get in touch with them and learn more about what they do. Hey, appreciate you joining us. Catch on over the uh, on the Pro Football Show, and join us again tomorrow uh, for Big Ten Football and Beyond as we break down all the latest in the world of college football. Be safe, everyone. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.